Hi, this is Palmer. And this is Petrana, and this is High School Musical, the musical, the series, the podcast, a recap and discussion podcast about the Disney Plus original High School Musical, the musical, the series. Woo! Woo. Do you have breath left after all of those words? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really just, just going I'm just for so it. I'm so hyped breath. about uh, everything High School Musical, the musical, the series the podcast and high school musical musical the series and any 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 variation of said title yeah. but uh yeah we're back this week to discuss the latest episode uh which is entitled what team wildcats but not the wildcats it's just called what what team yes um uh, but yeah but before palmer dives into the episode recap we need to address the cow in the room yeah um last week patrona and i realized on podcast that we both had different interpretations of what it meant uh, that Seb's cow was lost. Uh, I assumed that the cow was just dead. And I thought the cow just wandered off and Seb and his family had to spend the last three hours looking for it. And so we took to Twitter to ask and just just see what the fandom was feeling. And the poll was like neck and neck. Like people were just split over what happened to this cow. No one actually knew if the cow was alive or if the cow was dead. Um, um, so after this very harrowing poll, we actually, uh, reached out to showrunner Tim Fetterly on Twitter, um, and tagged him and he actually did respond. So Cowgate closed, uh, verbatim, his statement was, Seb's cow is very much alive and resting comfortably at home, asking for privacy, etc. was just lost in a distant field. Um, so, <laughs> so Tim has spoken. So the alive! The cow lives. Um, Tim has <laughs> Save the cow officially. Yeah, so uh, that's that's good to hear. Um, sorry about your cow. Still the most romantic line on this show thus yet. Um, yes. Good, but good. now, yeah. So now that that's that's closed, um, we can kind of dive into recap of this episode. So the focal point of all of this is that Miss Jen's lack of telling the truth on her resume and certain things like we talked about last episode. She missed out on chaperoning the homecoming dance and skipped out on that duty um basically all of that is finally caught up with her so throughout the episode we see her talking with principal gutierrez about her future of employment at the school and eventually that sees her set before a tribunal at a school board meeting um that's how that works that's how that works i mean it would part of me is like it would be at a school board meeting but, but the it fact be that at it's the school, yeah, that's the question. Like in, in the, the cafeteria, cafeteria. <laughs> I was like, we could talk about that later too. But I was like, yeah. this isn't what I, I went to a few school board meetings, and I was like, but it was perfect setting for what we'll talk about later on in the episode. Um, so while all that's happening, obviously, it finally puts the show in jeopardy, which is a conflict that's kind of been missing throughout the series. Not necessarily like missing, but it was something that we expected. Um, that's coming into be realized later in this episode so with miss jen potentially out of the school there's a lot of uncertainty as to what's going to happen to the musical itself so the kids decide to take it into their own hands after everyone kind of like comes after carlos so sad it's really sad carlos carlos is doing his best carlos is the only one who miss jen told and she was like don't tell anyone and then 
he's like trying to keep things together and then everyone once like carlos can't really lie because he's too good of a person so they all get they all misdirect their anger towards carlos who was just following instructions yeah well it's i mean that's a lot of pressure to put on like one student right even someone in a leadership role and so like after basically in the episode it's he's trying to stage um what i've or no uh when there was me and you and has this idea about nini going through like a forest of boys and everyone like claps back about that they're like oh what if she was in a forest of sisters and he's like and they're like i don't think she'd want to be thinking about troy right now and i was like do we remember in the original movie, she, she is like throws herself against a poster uh, from, of like the yeah, basketball that team. Yeah, that large poster of the basketball team that apparently just exists in the halls of East High. Right, right. Um, but essentially, disagreement over that like turns into him kind of snapping because that's so much pressure. Um, mm-hmm. and letting them know. So later in the episode, everyone is in turmoil. We get a nice um, Gina and Ricky moment actually, Ooh. where. Ricky suggests, well, what if she's saying, like, a soft acoustic cover of the song or something? And everyone was like, what? Um, But Gina asks about it later. So we get a really nice Ricky version of When There Was Me and You, which was super sweet. Um, Joshua Bassett has a lovely voice. Uh, So that was cool. But then the action really happens when Big Red invites Ricky over and then apparently literally the entire cast because he didn't want to be alone. And that kind of brings all of them together to A, talk about it, but B, come up with an action plan, which turns out to be another original song from the show, uh, Truth, Justice, and Songs in Our Key, which is so sweet. Um, Yeah, and happens as a school board intervention, kind of demonstrating the impact that Miss Jen has had on her students, even if she hasn't, like, necessarily fulfilled all the qualifications that she listed on her resume or Mm -hmm. seen Dear Evan Hansen. Um, so, (laughs) which is one of the best lyrics, um, of the show, I think is so funny. Uh, but that's basically it. So Miss Jen ends up getting saved. There's a little bit of a hint at things to come for Miss Jen and Ricky's dad. Um, Mm -hmm. and lots of shifting character relationships too. So that's basically the gist. This is, was our big, like, showing conflict episode and also just a bit of insight into Miss Jen as a character, um, and some of her imperfections. Yeah, so I think a huge thing about this episode was just, like, the sheer amount of shipping things that happen, <laughs> which, you know what, we've, we've kind of, we've all, it's mostly been, like, Ricky, EJ, Ricky, or Ricky, EJ, oh, wow. <laughs> it's a, it's, a, it's a love triangle. Yeah, okay, between... so it's mostly been Nini, EJ, Ricky, but right. now Gina has been, like, officially added into the fray, so it's, like, a, like the only, like, the only het pairing that has not manifested is Gina, EJ, even though they, I guess they did go to homecoming together, mm-hmm. but, um, and then we also have Seb and Carlos being super duper yeah. adorable This and episode is, like, Seblo's domestic bliss. It's, yeah. they went from, like, very coy and shy in the last episode to, like, after Carlos kind of breaks down during rehearsal, Seb is like, you know, you could have told me, babe. Like, which, A, maybe not the best thing to say, but, like, the babe yeah. is cute, you know? And also, I like, there's that one point, like, uh, Seb, or, no, Carlos is defending Miss Jen and, like, how she was, like, the first teacher who ever, like, took a chance on him. And mm-hmm. Seb just, like, reaches out and, like, gently touches his knee and it's very sweet. It's very sweet. They, they are clearly very happy together, yeah. which we'd love to see it. Um, but 
now the series is really leading into potentially Ricky and Gina on a romantic side. Right, I'm going to say the the most unpopular opinion I will ever say on this podcast because I know how all the fans are feeling about this, but I really like Gina and Ricky together, question mark. I think it's good. I like I'm that. in favor of it. I okay, I really like pairings where like the girl could beat someone up and the guy is just like looking at her with hard eyes, which I feel like this has that energy. Yeah. Um I also like that also because of Ricky and Gina kind of getting closer, I think Nini's starting to get jealous, which I had previously, in the previous episode, uh, she got that whole speech from Courtney about how she needed to just, like, rediscover who she was without boys. And I think that's a very important thing for Nini to do, and now it looks like she might be, like, trying to get Ricky back. I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I think, but... like, because there's that shot in, um, when they're all in the cafeteria, and... Gina and Ricky are talking and then it cuts over to Nini watching them and then like yeah. in the background EJ watching her um yeah. it's very uh cinematic but <laughs> like Nini's look there it's almost like maybe I don't know I think it's maybe part jealousy over like oh man I should have like maybe tried to get yeah. back with Ricky but I think also just like She's definitely feeling conflicted in all of this, too. And mm -hmm. I think she might also just be a little lost um, now that she is. Like, maybe this is the new Nini 2.0 um, without a boyfriend, kind of finding her own way in that respect as well. But um, it's definitely been kind of cool to see her not with anyone, even though that yeah. was... That really funny scene with EJ earlier in the episode where he, like, confesses oh to all the stuff he did. Um, oh, my favorite part of that, he's, like, telling her all the bad stuff, and he's like, oh, I also wrote you this song that wasn't good. He's like, I wrote you a really weird song. And she's like, okay. <laughs> and then to her credit is like, I don't, she's like, I don't know what you want from me with all yeah. of this, you know? I think um, that was a good moment for Nini because she she just kind of like laid it out like I'm not gonna forgive you like I don't know like you apologizing right now like this is only making you feel better she mm -hmm. didn't say that but it was like very much implied like right. she doesn't owe him anything and mm -hmm. I think I would personally like Nini to stay single not just because I kind of like Gina and Ricky together but because I feel like like Courtney pointed out in the last episode like she's just been so defined by the boys that I think. Yeah. If she didn't end up with anyone at the end of this season, that would be, like, a very, like, unusual way to put it up. And also, like, good for her character mm -hmm. development. Especially Definitely. with Courtney just, like, outright saying that last episode, too. Yeah. And I think, too, that's kind of, like, where her arc has been going for me mm -hmm. as well. Because um, we see her grappling with, like, the impacts of her relationship, both with Ricky and with EJ. Um, but in these later episodes, it hasn't necessarily been, like the explicit focus of her character too and i think like just the things that we've seen in the fact that like ricky and the ricky and nini like subplot has kind of become second fiddle to a lot of other things in the show mm -hmm. when it was arguably kind of like the driving force at the beginning not kind of yeah. i think it was um i think that's also just super interesting too yeah, but because... i i love the way her character's going yeah, and also on, like, Ricky's end, like, the whole reason he joined this musical was to win Nini back. Right. But now he's just kind of, like, 
he's in this musical because it's something he genuinely enjoys at this point and like right. something he can do to like prove himself as like a, a person and um as ricky's dad um during miss jen's trial so to speak <laughs> Uh, yeah. He steps up and he says, like, I've never seen my son this committed to anything before. Yeah. Um, actually, speaking of Ricky's dad, we speaking of ships and Ricky's dad, Ricky's <laughs> dad is still hitting on Miss Jen, and they neither of them put two and two together until, like, a moment where he, like, stops by the school, and she's like, what are you doing here? And he's just like, oh, my son's drama teacher has, like, a school board thing. And then she was like, huh? And he's like, yeah, he got the lead. And then she was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to to their credit, I think, like, later in the episode, after they talk, after the quote-unquote trial, they do handle it maturely, yeah. you know? I, I think they're they both are very cognizant of, like, this situation just changed a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think, like, I was, I've been thinking about it, too, because, like, in the last episode, we kind of gave Ricky's dad some crap for, like, moving yeah. on so quickly. But, like, to his credit... He's been parsing through this separation for like months and months and months. Yeah, and we they've definitely got... like not actually been mentally and emotionally together right. for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So maybe this is like something that that could be good. Um, and so I'm a little, I, I've softened to that idea a lot now, especially because I feel like I have the faith that it's not gonna. I don't know. I I wonder if it's gonna end up being weird for Ricky in the last <laughs> two episodes. Um, I feel like it will be once he finds out, but. It seems like it's not going in that, like, yeah. we're doing this because it's cringe and it's going to create drama. You know, it actually seems like something that is being developed in, like, a, a mature sort of way on both their parts. Yeah, good for Miss Jen and Mr. Ricky's dad. Mr. Mr. Bowen, that's his name. Oh, yeah. I, I, I laughed because I was like, oh, man, that sounds like Bolton. Uh, <laughs> which oh, is my not, gosh. I think that was just my, like, goblin brain being, like, maybe, same maybe. letter two syllables um but yeah i think i don't know it's it's interesting seeing that come to a head in a way that wasn't as dramatic as it could have been yeah and oh okay so speaking of things that we say in previous podcast episodes they get manifested on screen we did actually see ryan oh yeah in the beginning with the photos ryan has no name but ryan is there ryan exists and that's that's it that my Mm -hmm. wish has been granted Actually, on the subject of the photos, uh, that was a great moment in this episode. Everything to do with seeing people in costume. Then they're all trying to, like, jump up to recreate the original High School Musical poster, but it's just, like, not working. No. <laughs> because it's... if you've ever tried to take a group picture with everyone jumping, it it doesn't work. Actually, humble brag here. Uh, oh. We did it with my acapella group with 20 people And once. did it work? Oh my god. The yeah, it's one of my... The managed to do it was we had, like, family photos that we kind of managed to do, like five of us jumping up but yeah dang it's a we had like a we had a we had a photographer we tried really hard um no but i i think it's funny because like we we had all this drama with courtney talking about like i suggested this sweater for gabriella but it wasn't you know accurate enough yeah they're literally just just wearing she's just wearing the gabriella clothes well okay so in in that defense though this is just for the cover of the um like okay that's true the like the promotional material so yeah i can see them like wanting to seamlessly recreate it for to get people to come watch it and then maybe do something funkier with the actual yeah yeah i mean Um, in terms of resources though i think (laughs) <laughs> not to dig too much into high school theater programs. I wonder how much money they have. Um, <laughs> not that much. But the good news about all these clothes is they could probably just like rifle through their own closet wardrobes. Yeah. 
even um, if it is a period piece. Yeah. There was also a very sweet moment in all of that um, with Seb. And there's a there's a conversation between him and Carlos when he walks out in the Sharpay costume. Aww. And oh, he looks yeah. he has like this look on his face and Carlos is like, what, are you okay? And he's like, he says something and then he's like, well, I, I feel like I'm at home. Um, it was so cute. It was very cute. Um, also, and- on, speaking of the photos, Big Red is taking the photos, which was really like he yeah. he he says that he's he took like photography club in middle school or something. So now he's in charge of the photos. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Big Red, a man of hidden depths, man of hidden hidden talents. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to Miss Jen, though, um, I think we definitely. I mean, obviously, we saw her at her most vulnerable, vulnerable. in this episode, which kind of made her seem more human and less like a drama caricature i guess yeah yeah um which has definitely been good just because i think her character has been so outlandish up to this point with Mm -hmm. like hints of what's peeking through the cracks that it's been good to actually get a sense of what's truly going on with her and all that stuff kind of rein her back from like the manic pixie dream teacher (laughs) and just like Give her some humanity, show that there are, like, consequences to just lying on your resume. Not that, like, I think... It's, like, one of those things where one of the things... One of the things that discredited her was her, like, online university teaching degree, which I think was, like, excuse me, Principal Gutierrez, that's kind of rude. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's... It's, like, the, the whole way it was conducted, part of me was, like, would you really put a teacher... In, like, this kind of specific case where it was unambiguously, like, had fudged their resume. I was like, I don't know. I think that would just be, like, a straight, like, internal, like, matter. But, um, it was, yeah, there was definitely, like, very dramatic, um, in that respect. And, like, really online university, too. Part of me is, like, I was thinking about it too hard. And I was like, well, some states have more strict education, you know. (laughs) Um, but I think the show does ultimately make a good point where it's like, you should be prioritizing the impact that a teacher has on their students. students. I mean, some of the, you know, I've, I've had plenty of extremely qualified teachers that have been awful at their jobs. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so like, especially in a program like the arts, like so much of it is dependent on- I don't think, you don't necessarily need the same qualifications. Yeah, well, I, I, she has to be teaching other things. I wonder what yeah, classes because, she's teaching. Yes, because all, all we've seen of her is her conducting, like, after-school activities, mm-hmm. which you absolutely do not need to have, like, teaching credentials to conduct after-school activities. I yeah, mean, well, I don't know. Maybe Well, you, know. you do, um, yeah. I think, in most cases. <laughs> like, it, on the yeah, legal guess, side. But if you're yeah. talking, like, competencies, then yeah. no, not necessarily, I guess. Um, we had a lot of, like people like i did marching band in in high school and there are a lot of like college students or like people who did Mm -hmm. drum corps activities that came by to like help out but i don't think you'd ever like the only way to be able to like direct a show you'd have to be like you know that's true Um, i was thinking more of like because i know our yeah our band had all had like students from the university come to teach yeah we had plenty of like drumline techs and stuff like that but um yeah it's it's so the thing that I like is that it does prioritize, like, the student experience mm-hmm. there. Especially um, after their dope dance sequence. Yeah, bruh. Um, <laughs> 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 sorry, that was weird. Um, there's another thing, too, in that, like, thing where Principal Gutierrez is, like, 
well, it's not as if theater is unique in this regard that it provides mm-hmm. students like an activity or something to get into. Um, and it cuts to Ms. M- Mr. Mazzara during that. And he's kind of like, you kind of see him be like, what, you know? Um, whereas he's been, his whole ethos has been like, theater took kids away from my robotics team, which is bad. Yeah. Um, okay, but, sidebar, how much overlap does he think there was with that? I don't, I mean, there's obviously a small amount, I guess. Yeah. Kids do everything, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we've had this discussion. Yeah, we talked about it, but yeah, so, um, that was definitely very great, but, um, yeah, I guess... Other great character moments of this episode. We got a lot of great Big Red. Um, Big Red, good. Big Red is like top Big of my red. bias list at this Big point. Good. He's yeah. so sweet. He just had everyone over, which was so random, but very cute. I know. Well, I think it's sweet because like earlier in the episode, you know, he's talking to Ricky. and We, we primarily see him through these interactions with Ricky in particular. Uh-huh. And he's questioning him about his ride home with Gina. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? So am I just supposed to live vicariously through somebody else? Um, <laughs> which, but then we see this open up and you're like, oh, wow, he's really found a ton of friends in the theater program as well. When he calls literally all of them up to come yeah, hang out at and his like, house. And especially as someone who like didn't really want to do this in the first place and just kind of like accidentally joined it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he it's... found his own little family. They all have that really sweet bonding moment in Big Red's basement, which like... Other sidebar, he has this awesome, like, basement bedroom, which we've seen a few times, but it was only until, like, the whole drama club was, like, sitting in it. I was like, dang, this place is big. I know. Imagine, I guess there's, like, theoretically no door, which kind of blows. Yeah. But imagine having, like, that dope, you know, basement space. Um, It's a cool set. like the older brother from Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Was he in the basement or was he in, like, the garage overhang i don't know am i, I making think it this was the garage I'm just, we'll have to <laughs> double check our diary of a wimpy kid more <laughs> i really um, like the older brother in diary of a wimpy kid okay well that tracks um <laughs> <laughs> anyways <laughs> big red also in this scene um we get to see him dance which per twitter there is a story behind that actually mm-hmm. um apparently uh dara renee injured her knee um before the the filming like very quickly before so larry saperstein who plays big red learned her track in like minutes uh is what joshua bassett said on twitter um and and that's why he's like dancing in this whole sequence i love him is a little bit like out of character but that's impressive as hell um yeah and he, I, I kind of see it in character in, in like he def he wasn't like super into this stuff at first but like ricky's kind of just slowly fallen into it especially now you see like that huge group of friends that came over and like he's taking the photos he's still a little clueless but he 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 has the spirit Mm-hmm. he's doing great and i think like too now these later numbers with like born to be brave and truth justice mm-hmm. um are starting to blur the lines with reality we talked about it in the last episode yeah, yeah. where it's not so clearly like this this, this is... number is like very anchored in reality, but it is much more the musical style sort of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, it's not just a flash mob. It is very, very carefully choreographed. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's great. So we should, yeah, we should just spend some time talking about it because I think it's so fun. It's um, so cute. They're all so happy. Well, I mean, they're not happy. They're terrified that their teacher is going to be taken away from them, but. 
they've all come together to defend that teacher. And they're performing like yeah, very very much. The the way it begins, oh my god, it's so perfect because <laughs> you just hear this humming, and uh-huh. then like Ashlyn stands up and it intensifies and. The principal is like banging on his mic. He's like, "What is this humming noise?" And then you know they all like hit it. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it's so fun. And I think too like the fact that it takes place in the cafeteria and that this where, is the biggest dance number, right? Um, yeah, where 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 uh, stick to the status quo took place. Yeah, that's one of the ways that I love. One of the things I love about this series is that it's like referential to the original in these less like blatant ways you know mm-hmm. like staging these big dance numbers in the same sort of spaces um and having certain things like nini turning away from karaoke it's very it's very subtle in a lot of the ways rather than just like directly referencing the source uh-huh. text um but i love it i thought I, this is probably one of my favorite songs yeah um, it was just there was so much energy in it and i don't know everyone was just really excited about it yeah there's some the the lyrics are also just like they're so cute. They're so great. Um, there's one that's like, Sharpay and Ryan would totally agree or something yeah. like that, which I love because it's just like sliding into that rhyme scheme. Um, but we get to see a lot of like great performances from the ensemble as a whole and getting to hear a lot of those individual voices. Um, mm-hmm. that we might not have yet. This was the first time we ever heard Seb sing like in canon. You know. You hear him in the the medley that they put out before, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, I think it's I think it's so cute, and I love the idea. I love like songs in our key, like that's. Ugh. I know, and I like some of those lyrics like that. And she, they also mention that she hasn't seen Dear Evan Hansen, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like like yeah, duh, sixteen year olds in a drama program would write those lyrics, like right? Well, because does she says something about like earlier in the series she references having seen like i think dear evan hansen with the original cast or it's something like that uh-huh. um and she was lying about it apparently oh um my gosh. and the fact that they reference that i think oh, it's hilarious. so funny it's also so of the moment because like dear evan hansen was like the the next successor post hamilton kind of about like the hot musical that everyone yeah, yeah. was listening to that all the theater kids were just so into you know um so i thought that was a great like i mean a sidebar i'm gonna like everyone's gonna revoke my theater card i actually haven't listened to dear evan hansen okay i actually haven't either have you not okay so we'll see what happened with me was everyone was into it and i was like oh maybe i should Uh, also i listened to hamilton like two years after it like Mm. was a thing and so i was like maybe i should listen to this and then like the discourse around it started happening and i was like i just don't want to like touch this yeah but i uh, i actually had a friend recommend the book to me recently it's a book it is apparently which i also did learn very recently um so maybe i'll read it but i know i mean i like the original cast was um ben platt previously Uh who was on like pitch perfect and stuff yeah yeah um and i know like the the waiting through a window song because everyone was singing it but i don't know it's one that i also have kind of put off listening to yeah. Anyways, it was a great line in the show. I thought it was. I yes. like laughed out loud at that point. I thought it was hilarious. Um. But oh, okay. Other hilarious moment at the end of this whole thing. So the parents are going, like they're so excited about this. They're like clapping. They're like, look at our kids. They're they're dancing. They're singing. They're excited about things. And then like even most of the school board has gotten in on it. And the principal's like kind of begrudgingly like 
Hmm. Well, I guess if all the parents like it. And so he's like, are there any other questions? And then this one lady stands up and she's just like, just one. Where can I get tickets to opening night? And then she does this little dance thing and you realize it's a Martha from the original High School Musical. She's making a cameo. At first I was like, damn, that's a really nice Martha reference. Like, yeah, in the she does the same, like, I, like you can't see me trying to replicate the dance, but just know I'm trying to pop and walk and jam, <laughs> jam and, and break. break. Is that even legal? Um, yeah. <laughs> and then I looked it up and I was like, oh, no, it's actually her. Like, making a cameo back in the series. Yeah, um, she's good. That was that was such a good one, and especially because like the and stick to the status quo took place in that cafeteria, and that was right. like her first big moment. And then here she is again, mm-hmm. truly poetic. I wonder though if she's like playing herself. Yeah, so playing... I actually I read a news hit on this, and ah. she's she's playing a fictionalized version of herself. I think is what it said. Okay, so she's actually like the actress. I think so. I think that's how I interpreted it. Who just still happens to live in Salt Lake City and has a kid who goes to the school. Yeah, I just... Or I mean, she works in the she school, works in the school board, board Yeah, she works in okay, the school board. Okay, good for her. I'm glad that she's working in the Salt Lake City District School Board. Yeah. Speaking of... Uh, man, what a what an exciting school board meeting. I have been to several <laughs> school... I went to several school board meetings in high school, and let me tell you, they are so boring. It's the most... Why were you at school board meetings? For like, ugh, this sounds, now I sound like an asshole, for like, for like recognition, <laughs> for like, because they would bring like national qualifiers for speech in, and then like academic mm-hmm. excellence and all the other, like whatever, all yeah, state. Yeah. So you, so like, my school board experience was, they bring you in, so you, you line up, it's called the Don Stroh Administration Center, was okay. uh, where the school board was in my district. And you would all line up with your teammates or whoever else. You'd file into the room, your coach or, you know, teacher or whatever would, like, give a little speech, everyone would politely clap, and then they would hand you a box, and inside the box, there was a plastic star that said, like, Millard Public Schools Excellence, or some something like that. So I had, like, six of these useless <laughs> plastic stars from all my boring oh AF my school board visits. Um, wow. But they're sitting in my parents, like, What an exciting attic. high school life, Palmer. Oh, Yeah. Stood in front of some adults and wore my suit and uh, the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would have loved to have a dance number at my school board <laughs> meeting. <laughs> uh, would have made it a lot more exciting. But anyways, um, I think that's most of what we wanted to, to cover in this episode. Yeah. Uh, One episode, cows alive. That's basically yeah. it. Oh, we did want to like... Put a little shout out to the world about what your current favorite ship in the show is. Oh yeah, I just weigh in because I know Gina Ricky is not popular whatsoever because everyone is like fingers crossed hoping that Gina is secretly in love with Nini. Yeah, which would be really cool. I would, I would love to see it. Jeannie I would love writes. to see that too. Um, don't know, don't know if they would actually do it, but no, you know it's what? not we'll going in that out. direction. I don't. I mean, not not even from like a like a sexuality perspective, because obviously the show is super gay, right? Um, yeah. But it's not. It doesn't seem like where things are going. But a girl can dream, right? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, um, yeah. Also, so just oh, oh. good. No, I was gonna say, uh, you can email at us at hsmtm. <laughs> tspodcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at hsmtmtspodcast on twitter mm-hmm. and then what were you going to say oh i just wanted to say put out a um thank you so much to everyone 
who has subscribed to this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts um, and who listens to us regularly. It really means a lot. We didn't expect necessarily that a lot of people would enjoy hearing us rant about mm-hmm. HSN TMTS, but um, thanks for uh, listening. And if you want, you can follow us on wherever platform you're listening to this podcast. Um, but it means a lot. So thank you. Yeah, thanks so much. You guys rock. Mm-hmm. Come chat with us. We want to yeah. we want to talk. <laughs> but anyways, um, this has been episode six. What team? What team? Wildcats. Wildcats. Um. Thanks so much. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.